0: podcast from two and a Mike is i think it's really cool and um that is what i wanted to say two and a mic two. 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 has allowed me to get to know lots of interesting people, people of different genders and ages, cultures and sectors, beliefs and traditions, and I have been enriched by all of these experiences. In deciding to make people and society the focal points of my podcast, I have obviously availed myself of the widest possible selection of topics, and human resources in a business context therefore fits right into the middle of that. I'm joined by Helga, an HR manager with years and years of experience across sectors and across several cultures. She conducts her work in an international environment, speaks a number of different languages, and is familiar with organisational styles and structures that I could only guess at. In our first chat on the topic of managing people at work, Helga and I catch up on some of the more direct changes over the last few years and also on what companies have missed out on, where opportunities have presented themselves and have politely been ignored. Thank you, Helga, for your time, and I look forward, of course, to our next chat. Enjoy. I am joined by Helga Niola from Milan, with whom I haven't had the chance to speak for a number of years. Helga, thank you very much for your time.
1: Oh, thank you to you, Zach. I'm very happy that we had this opportunity to see to see you again, and thanks because what I learned about English was
0: with you. <laughs> Actually, you were pretty you were pretty good before, but um, we, we I have to say I always uh, looked forward to our chats while we were working together because we would start on a topic and then we would get into the. Um, uh, the real sort of belly of the beast, uh, we we got deeper into topics, we kind of brought in our individual interests. And very quickly, we found out that we had very similar um, thoughts on some subjects, even though other times we disagreed. Um, but we had very interesting uh, conversations, didn't we? Oh, that's
1: absolutely true. It was very interesting, you know, because what was interesting, I would like to underline again, it was that we were talking about some topics, uh, relevant topics, and, yeah, we discovered that uh, in the main, I would like to say, main lines, we agreed. But after, of course, it's the personal point of view, is what you are living, it's also what you are doing in terms of, uh, of job. So a different, you know, vision of the things, the point of view, I would like to say. But basically, the main, in the main lines, we agreed. So it was like oh you think the same yeah are you seeing the same yeah are you observing the same yes it's true even if we are doing different jobs different lives we live in different countries with different cultures so I think this is what is really exciting I would like to say also in my job and I think in yours because we work with humans
0: so (laughs) yeah exactly and um, yeah this is one of the, the main I think points that we we discovered very quickly about one another is we are We love people. We have a passion for people, Um, even though we operate in uh, different sectors, as it were. um, But there are many points where our jobs meet. So training, educating, helping people to develop and so on. Um, Me as an external assistant, you very much as an internal manager. Um, How how important has it been for you? Because we've talked about this and I can't remember how many years ago. To, yeah. be, to be a successful human resources manager, or whatever term um, each individual company calls that position, how important is it really to have a passion for helping other people?
1: Oh, it's the basic of the basic of the basic. Hmm. When saying that, <laughs> underlying three times, because sometimes, you know, um, the idea of, in particular, the young, uh, the younger people know because sometimes I do masters you know something like that at the beginning so I'm more involved I had sorry just to introduce myself a little bit but just making this understand, uh, I had the opportunity to have a global picture of the HR at the beginning of my career uh, and after I started to be more vertical on the talent acquisition engagement, uh, and programming, running it is more really focused on you know helping people to find the job of their dreams let's say but what was interesting, I think, is that they have this romantic idea about HR, you know. So they have this idea, in particular, time acquisition, oh, wonderful, I can learn a lot, you know, meeting people, uh, different cultures, because normally those kind of roles in multinational companies. I've been experimenting for oh, more than 14 years, oh my God, I just realized that, but just to be on track. So they have this romantic idea, no? know, meet people, we do things, blah, 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 we talk a lot, that's it. It's absolutely not like this. Of course, you have to talk with people. Of course, you have to be curious, as you said, uh, to understand better than sometimes people uh, even they think they know about what they really need, you know, those kind of things. And after you have to match with the company because never, you know, forgot this. It's a relevant point. A company normally has to do money, you know. So you have to match both. You have to find a way to make the life easier of the people every day at work, to to help them to find a way to be, you know, happy about what they are uh, are doing every day and to help them to develop themselves. So at the same time, you're working in the company in any case. So you have your projects, your goals that you have to reach as a company. So it's very difficult it's a role that is like you're always feeling like you know that you are dancing in a way and you have to pay attention to the music you have to pay attention to the steps what we are doing at the same time you know uh to create a nice experience so from this perspective i would like to say that yes you have to have a big passion on this because without it's absolutely not not at all possible and you can not find your happiness every day and honestly i found it uh and sometimes it's not easy I would say. It's a work that you do on a daily basis. But when you find your way, it's absolutely, honestly, the most wonderful work work in the world, I would say.
0: Working with people in in, in, in human resources.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because you see, if I can just close, but this is important, you can see the impact and the difference that you can bring both to the company in terms of results and to people in terms of helping them to be happy at work and to find their way, to find their, you know, meaning of the things. And you can't imagine the level of satisfaction that you can have.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I remember reading uh, recently, it was from um, an article on, on LinkedIn, which was connected mm-hmm. to the research by um, a, a, a PhD uh, candidate. And um, she had written that the most important element of leadership is empathy Mm -hmm. Um, and and this appears to be very much in line with what you're saying about how you can guide people and um, I've often felt that the job of a manager is not to shout at people and to tell them do this and do that, Um, it's to guide them towards a successful outcome which is satisfactory for all involved Um, and I think empathy has to be the foundation of that.
1: Yeah, and more and more. What is interesting, and thanks uh, for raising up this uh, this topic uh, that I can see, I would say in the daily basis, right, when we have to, we open, you know, a position for a a senior manager, you know, or a manager, not really, you know, VIPs, but also under those levels. And, for example, now I'm working in a company that is uh, focused on IT profiles, so very technical, let's say, uh, in financial services. And... The first requirement, uh, it's not technical skills, knowledge, not at all. The first one is empathy and the capacity, the fact that you are able to manage people to create a balanced relationship with your people and your stakeholders. Because let's keep in mind that a manager is not only, let's say... (laughs) To manage the people but to manage the relationship with the stakeholders internally externally sometimes like for example about myself it's pretty complicated i would i would say because you have internal stakeholders external stakeholders you have your team to manage uh, international teams so what is interesting is this the first requirement is this and after you have a lot of other requirements of course you have technical skills you have Uh, I don't know, languages you have, um, I would say also, you have to be open mind, many other relevant things, but the first thing is to have this, you know, the skill that is the basic nowadays, so more and more, even if you are, I don't know, looking for a very technical profile, the hiring manager always say, yes, but Helga, please, because we need this 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 person will be uh you know a member of a team, uh the project is done by the team. So even if it's not a manager, you know, but if it's a manager, it's even more important. I would say also another thing, uh I would yeah, I, I think I'm adding many things on the table, but it's important. Uh with the digitalization of the processes, something that started even before the pandemic crisis and after, if you want, we can go through, but Nowadays, a lot of tasks, very operational, are basically done by machines or, you know, we are trying to do our best, you know, to automatize as much as we can. So it means that more and more, the people that we are recruiting, or in any case, people that are starting to work in a company, we assume that many of these tasks, in any case, will be done by machines. So we are more and more interested on other skills that are not this technical like to do you know I don't know calculations by hands or those kind of things so you can be a nerd let's say (laughs) alone in your room sitting down doing the things alone this is something that is is disappearing more and more so you need to have this capacity you need to have this empathy and this is something that is you know more and more uh, asked from the company for. All the roles. So this, I think, it's
0: a relevant point. Yeah. When we first met, you were um, working in uh, in the hospitality sector. So now you've switched to IT and finance. Um, the two are very different. But of course, the 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 continuity of the issue is people. So has yeah. it been easy for you to switch?
1: Honestly, <clears throat> not at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All the week. Big... Yeah, if it's the big picture, of course, I would say it's the same. So the main things happening, the main requirements from people, uh, the main goals from the company are the same. So we are, in any case, in a very, very, you know, rushing business, as the hospitality sector is um their you know needs are more the same the same let's say so the needs of the people I mean so they need to be listened to they need to find a way to develop themselves they are asking to be um considered and their well-being considered um how to organize you know their life their work the work-life balance Again in different sectors, but it's the same. In hospitality is more like, oh, I have to work, I don't know, for months outside my house. How I can, you know, uh maintain my bounce relationship, my well-being. I have always with the customer, so it's it's not simple. In IT, uh you know, you have the same issues. So my well-being, because I'm an IT guy, for example, so I have to code I don't know how many hours by day. Uh, I need to maintain my relationship with my team and, you know, so, and in my life, so how we can do, how we can help them, you know, with customers all around the world. So sometimes you have 24 hours because the world, you know, <laughs> you have always a country that is connected <laughs> because it's it's like that. So how we can fix this, how we can help them, how we can help them to, when it's time to stop, really to stop. And this is something that is, I think you can take in all the business of the world nowadays because this is the relevant point, how I can stop. And I would say as a manager as a responsibility right like this, it's another relevant point. The company can help you with policies like for example, where I'm working nowadays, there is my agile working model in place very clear in terms of how to you can work remotely by your house by another country there are some rules of course to maintain a balance between okay smart working but not for remote because it risks to be very at the end of the day it's not good for for your say, sanity <laughs> mentally uh, you know bad. but what I would like to say this is a very relevant point we have really to pay attention and in my daily base. The, sometimes you have to do this effort you have to find your way to say stop because you are a human you can't be connected 24 hours by day it's not at all you know it's not correct for you it's not good for your health it's not good because you are not productive your brain our brain it's not it's a machine from a perspective but it's not a machine so if you need to be also in a way, your work needs your creativity, you know, uh, skills. You need your time to disconnect from LinkedIn from <laughs> from the emails, from teams, from whatever, to go outside, go to have a walk in a park, to read a book, to do other things. And I don't know you, Zach, but from my perspective, my better ideas came when I was in a park reading a book, <laughs> you know, doing things completely different. So we need this because we are humans. This is a very relevant point to continue to think and to be focused on the fact that machines, and if you want, we can start to to talk also about artificial intelligence. It's something that we use to do the things better and more efficiently, uh, whatever, but we are the humans and we have to manage the process in itself. We are using those machines. Don't be used by the
0: machines, please. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just to give a, a, a simple and silly example of how the, the you know it happens very often to people when when you when you want to remember a word, the more you focus on that word, the more difficult it becomes to remember it. Yeah. S- stop thinking about the word. Do something else. The word will come to you. And I think this is uh, comparable to the situation that you just said. So your best ideas came to you while you were reading or you were outside going for a walk. We function better um, when sometimes we allow our brain muscle to relax, when we allow ourselves to simply enjoy the moment um, and not to be too too focused on on something which is perhaps a bit challenging uh, at the time. And, and then results can come. It's not always the case. It's nice to have some pressure, but at times we need to relieve that pressure to be truthfully effective and productive. True.
1: And another thing that is Sometimes I think really underestimated that the bonds and the relationship that we have with, with people in the company sometimes are really under, underestimated. I think you have to spend your time to create your relationships, to maintain your relationships, qualitative relationships, because uh, we are starting to have this idea that we are we are like machines. Again, we are not we really needed to be relationship with people and sometimes we found i have a lot of examples and i had one just a few days ago if i didn't have this really good relationship with this person i won't reach my goal absolutely not because we have completely different approach In, in this case in particular we have two completely different approaches on approaches on the things so the fact that I know her, that I in any case, you know, uh, take the time to build a relationship, we find a way and we found out the solution together. But without this, due to the fact that we have completely different personality, you know, it couldn't work. And I know that with other, with other people, she has problems. And the other people are not reaching their goals about that. So we have to, you know, uh, I think to be very focused on this. Uh, relationships are the most relevant thing. But you know, if you saw uh, a movie like Wolf of Wall Street or those kind of movies, not it is about financial, you know, companies, like that. You can see how they uh, they they do deals of I don't know how many billions of dollars or whatever, just because they like each other, just because of uh, you know like this and I like you and I think you can give me what I want. And it's not it is based on nothing but written, nothing related but on numbers, nothing related on this. No, 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 no. It's really what you are feeling. And sometimes in recruitment we have also this if you
0: want <laughs> yeah, yeah well i mean we, we kind of um yeah sort of touched on this earlier as well because um yeah, there are so many topics to to talk about that we're really you know we're not going to do them justice by trying to cover them all um, in a single podcast so um yeah happily um you've uh you've kind of hinted that uh, you will be available for future episodes as well and that we could talk more
1: absolutely yes you know for me it's like to be you know on on the coach with the tea you know something like that as we did for years so with great pleasure absolutely yes there are so many things and i think that i would like to add also this on the table i think there are so many things that we have to discuss to have really a picture of what is happening nowadays because unfortunately there is still this idea to simplify everything no uh I don't know with the pandemic crisis uh you know to simplify and say ah we have this problem that is related with this and the fact that I don't know you have or you don't have a good connection on internet I'm sorry this is not a problem and everything starting even before if you didn't digitalize your process before and you came in something absolutely unexpected like this you are not prepared you have to do everything from scratch and from a company perspective it was very difficult. Thanks to that, I was in a company that was already prepared. So it was not you know, a, a nightmare from the perspective, perspective. But I know that from other com- companies, it was really a nightmare. So I have the impression, to come back, that sometimes we simplify too much. Uh, if you see on LinkedIn, some discussions are very, very basic and not consistent. I'm even talking about, uh, you know, uh, some colleagues, so other HRs. I don't know, this trend to simplify too much. I think that you have really to understand what is happening uh, from the social perspective, economics perspective, and after you can understand the trends of your employees and your potential candidates. If you simplify too much, you know, you can't be successful. Because humans are not, are not so simple. so you need to really understand the basic dynamics. So I listen a lot about talking about quite keeping, why it's happening, why it's not only about mm, generation Z, why also millennials are substan but what is happening you no know? like we are not understanding what is happening. but if you are curious, if you are empathetic, if you understood, this is not relevant, important, this is a part of your job to understand what is happening at the social level, what is happening at the economics level. Uh, if you don't have this, you know, skills of, of capacity to anticipate in a way and to read your reality, of course that you have this impression like, what is happening? Oh, damn hell, what is happening? I'm not understanding, it's incredible, blah, blah, blah. No, it's not incredible. The story from this perspective can teach a lot, you know what I mean. So it's not something unexpected. Honestly, it's absolutely not. And if you want, I can be I can do a prediction of what could can, can happen. It's already happening, but in the next future. Let's stop to think that one of the reasons why people would decide to join a company because, because of their development in terms of career. They are interesting to develop in terms of their skills. It's different. So, the idea, and I'm one of them, these people, hey, I changed my idea because the pandemic crisis changed our vision of the things. And imagine, of, in particular, for younger people, because they already understood before. I am a member of the generation, I can say it's not a problem, I'm 45 years old um and i had this you know idea to work hard work harder and you know uh, to build your career you can reach your goals you can take very interesting positions i also mentioned this very interesting you know salaries conditions blah 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 uh but for younger young people they know that first it's not possible to start in a company and to stay for years and years because it's not the reality is completely different. Second, they see that the reality in terms of economics, it's continuously changing, you know, it's, it's very fast. So don't be too much focused on one company or too much focus on those kind of things because it can change from an A to another one. That's why they have this approach. Like I want to build my career in terms of my skills, because this is something that is very useful for me. Create satisfaction first. It's very important. Second, I can be successful. Because in any case, technical skills, you know, are so... I don't have a word to uh, to describe, but they are very fast. You know, in, in, in one year, two years, I already finished. You They're obsolete. Thanks a lot. They're obsolete. Nowadays, Is you, your capacity to build your skills, it's not the skills in itself. So they understood all those things before. So that's why they are saying, okay, I will invest myself in a company that want to invest in my development from this perspective, that is a matching, and this, when there is a matching in terms of values, in terms of uh, my idea of well-being, my idea of how to match real life, let's say, with working conditions. I don't want, because it's stupid, honestly, to sacrifice all my life for a company because things are changing so fast. But it's something that for my generation, we just realized, thanks. I would like to say thank you for the pandemic. At the end of the day, it was something that really opened my eyes. And I I, I understood this. And I'm saying that other you know people of my generation or either, you know, Older than me, they are understanding this because it changed completely your point of view. If you don't, as an HR, sort step back, if you don't understand this, you can't understand why nowadays we have so, so problems, so relevant problems in terms of retention people, and not only the younger, retention, uh, attraction, engagement of, of our people, because it's linked to this.
0: Yeah, so, I think this is this is something that we we perhaps in some ways, I mean, obviously, you'll tell me if I'm wrong, but in some ways we learned this from the younger generation, from the generation that followed after us, because they said, well, well one minute, you know, I don't want to have uh, an extra 20K a year, perhaps. I don't want to have this long career. I don't want to work until 10 o'clock at night. I want to have fun. Um, you know, my parents have always told me, enjoy it while you can. Um, and so I'm not going to jump from university where I had a great time, into my first or second job, and then just basically lose contact with the lifestyle that I really enjoyed. And I think we've learned that from them, haven't we?
1: Oh, I totally agree. Honestly, totally agree. Because I'm i am the first one working for, you know, hours and hours during the night. And, you know, and I just realized this, I just realized this, so again, I already understood their their point of view because I work a lot with, uh, in particular, Generation Z. uh, In in my previous working experience, was very interesting because it was an observatory of the reality. It's not what we, you know, we imagine about that, what we think about that, you know, standardized things that you have to take and throw in the garbage. Because if you think with standardization you wouldn't understand the reality, uh, but one thing is to understand them and to say, yes, I I, understand, I fully understand their point of view, another thing is to live personally something that touched so much you and, your, and the conditions that you had, because of the fact that you lived in another, you know, era, let's say, it's completely different, so it was like, when I say that pandemic from this perspective was really, uh, thanks to God that we uh, that arrived the pandemic, uh, don't get me wrong, uh, very sad that a lot of people died. So please don't get me wrong. But from the perspective of a global experience, let's say, it, at the end of the day, it was very helpful. Because we was forced to live something like this. It was like to live a war, honestly and to understand those things. And if without this, believe me, I think I wouldn't change my ideas. I wouldn't change my approach to the things.
0: Yeah, I think the situation was... Obviously, as you say, very dire and uh, people should also remember that you you're from uh, Milan or the area around Milan and Bergamo where in Europe, this was the the epicenter. This is where it kind of first started in Europe. And so I I do remember how um, in Lombardia it was extremely heavily uh, hit. Hospitals were overawed and so on. So, um, yeah, people will obviously should take into account that you have experienced this uh, yourself very, very personally. Um, But this was a reset. As you see, this was a, an economic, a social, perhaps sometimes even a political reset um, I don't believe society has fully taken advantage of the opportunities presented to us. I think we are still um, a few stages behind where we should be um, but this is why the you know listening to people who work in the management of human resources um, is so important because you can predict trends, you can predict and not only just predict, but actually see and observe what people really want and need, what the market really wants and needs. Um, and this is why I say we're still a bit reluctant. Um, our senior management is a bit too conservative. We don't really want to perhaps invest in those kinds of areas. I think we need to listen to to these kinds of um, words and principles and projects a bit better than we are at the moment.
1: I agree. I just, and uh, I was thinking while you were saying that, it's absolutely correct at 150 percent. But I remember that I was listening to the radio uh, just a few days ago and they were discussing about smart working. Um, And in particular, the fact that in USA nowadays, uh, the main important companies, financial services like JP Morgan, whatever, they are doing a very big step back from that perspective. And they are saying, oh, guys, basically, oh, we joked. And now, come on, you know, uh, come again uh, in the office because we are not productive. I was shocked. I was like, you're joking? Because... You can't, because I remember just, you know, uh, I think it's important to step back on this. I remember during the pandemic crisis, uh, you know, a lot of companies, also big companies, relevant companies, they say, oh my God, now we have to put in place smart working. We don't have it, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and when they did it. Uh, they do a lot of, you know, big campaign of communication, like how, because we take care about our people, you know, we understood the situation, blah, 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 so we put in place the smart working, uh, and we are seeing that it's very good, it's going very good, it's productive, blah, 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 and how after you, you do a step back, you have to imagine that you are doing a big fail, first in terms of communi- external communication, generally speaking, Secondly, secondly, you are doing a big fail in terms of HR communication because you are really are you serious. So you are saying to your people or your potential candidate that you said one thing just one year and a half ago. We take care, keep safe, uh, work-life balance, all those kind of things. So we put in place this. And after we're saying, oh, guys, we joked. You know what I mean? So what we said, it's, one of the first things when you are working with humans is to be coherent. It means that you are not coherent with your values. It means that you use this selling approach that you can't use with humans. That, no, no. This is the most important thing in communication, HR communication in particular. If you, are not, if you have not this very clear idea about who you are, the values and how to make it the values you are finished as a company from this perspective and this is what happened and this is the relevant difference between the situations we have nowadays and in the past even if you have a very big brand very you know well known reputative whatever you can lose this from the, from one day to the day after because the communication is completely changed the people are very interested and very focused on your your reputation and what you are saying and in particular younger generation they are very very they pay a lot of attention on this they are not really you know like uh, how to say really attracted by this big communication spending a lot of money blah 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 they will ask you Ah, you said that uh, your value is I don't know corporate responsibility. You are very, uh, you know, focus on corporate responsibility. What are you doing to do this in details? Because they are they are really interested in this because they believe in this kind of things. And honestly, I would say again, thanks to God that we arrived to this point. It's very important that you are aligned with the values of the company and that you see that your company. Is putting in the reality what he's saying. Without this, you know, it's, it's, and you can't reach your goal. Again, because it's linked to the business. It's something that sometimes it's difficult to make understand to the management team. (laughs) to Say, if you want to reach your goal, you have to pay attention on this because it's linked. Because if, if the people are very engaged because they believe on what the company is saying, they will give you the 150% because they believe in what they are doing. It is different than doing the job of your dream or to continue to follow the idea to have the job job of your dream. It's it's not the same.
0: Yeah, yeah, clearly. And um, I think it's very, very interesting also when you mention uh, corporate responsibility or corporate social responsibility in in some cases as well, because uh, clearly... On the one hand, there was an intention to lead the conversation of corporate responsibility. But on the other hand, it's the, the need to prioritize financial interests. And so when you have a banking institution like JP Morgan, perhaps, they also realize that they've got a lot of money tied up in office buildings, um, in proper, property portfolios. And if people no longer have to go to these offices, these offices lose value. The city loses value. Um and, and therefore, they lose potentially a lot of money as well and there are obviously associated um businesses, whether regards to um uh, sort of the food industry uh, for feeding office workers or if it's the car industry for people who who have to buy a car to drive somewhere or if it's the petrol industry for people to fit up their cars to allow them to drive to these city centers and so on so there are a lot of associated costs, and perhaps they look at the uh, their longer term uh, you know, sort of financial statements as a result, uh, but I'm I'm with you. Um, and um, recently, I was also thinking about some of the changes that are happening now in in Berlin. So unfortunately, mm-hmm. the uh, the local elections here resulted in this, in a, a conservative uh, government coming into to, to the city of Berlin, and straight away they um, uh, have introduced policies to uh, prioritize cars. And, and the observation that I I made is that cities are no longer places for people, cities are places for cars, Um, and they shouldn't be based on cars, they should be based on people, people's lives, livability. And I think this is all connected to the the responsibility that organisations should have within the ecosystem of a human community.
1: Absolutely agree we risk to lose honestly an opportunity because it was an opportunity to change because you know the story again you can learn from this story no uh, you can't um, how to say you can't stop uh, or it's better if you don't stop and you say okay no, but let's continue to do in this way like let's continue to uh, to invest in carbons you know industry because listen if you cut the carbon industry how we can manage the uh, the economic? Yeah, but we cut it in the past, the current industries, because we started to open to new kind of businesses. So, sorry, this is life, this is the story, this is economics, that's change. So we are risking to lose this opportunity to start to do the same and starting to invest more in new kind of businesses that are more linked to environment, for example so just mention this because i think that we if i'm not wrong we discussed about this uh, as well mm-hmm. you mentioned the prices of buildings and the food industries that of course it's it's around this but let's talk how much it costs to live in a big city nowadays let's mention europe uh, milan berlin london it's insane the prices are insane so nowadays and not only the city centres, right? because in the past was, okay, in the city center, it's impossible, but no, let's find something in the neighbourhood or whatever. Now it became impossible in any case. The prices are insane. The prices of the house, the prices of the food, because of the, si- the situation. And we have a lot of cars, as you mentioned, the cities are really made for cars. And imagine in Italy, for example, sorry, but I have to mention this. In Italy, let's talk about Milan. Milan, it's a very, very ancient city. So it was not done for the cars. So it's it's a very relevant problem from this perspective. And every time that we try, you know, to implement our underground lines or whatever, there are a lot of problems. And one of the, the, the problems that we have in Milan, in Rome as well, we start to do the, you know, uh, the works and we find something that we can't touch because it's something that's uh, Romaine, you know, that comes from Rome, history, ancient, so you can't touch. So it's something that we need to solve because we risk at a certain point that Milan would be a city just for rich people and, I don't know, for represent the big companies and that's it. So we have to rethink to this. And it's an opportunity. Why well, it's an opportunity? It's an opportunity because we can invest in another part of the countries. So many people uh, with the smart working or agile working policies or whatever uh, decided to live in other cities, decided to live because with the same price, you can have a house with the speaker with, I don't know, outside, you know. Uh, uh,
0: trees, you know, grass, grass, flowers.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it is we are humans, we need this, not to be like, you know, little mouses or hamster in Mm. 70 meters, and it's not, so, and we can, you know, uh, work on the economic, you know, of those cities, so we need to change the point of view. This is the point. Change the point of view. And if people have more money in their pocket, because they are not spending 20 euros by day to eat something outside in 10 minutes, it's a little, you know, something very, they can spend more money to go outside in the evening to the restaurant. So it's just to change the point of view. But we are lazy. It's yeah.
0: our nature, it it, I think. <laughs> we're, we're creatures of habit. Yeah, we are. We, you know, if, if we've done something all our lives, we find a certain comfort and authority within that, uh, that repetition. And I was reading an article the other day that said that the, the human mind um, doesn't allow us to learn from our mistakes because we are so fixated on repeating what we've always done. Even if that leads to failure, we feel that. But it's not my fault. Even though I'm doing the same thing, I expect a different outcome, and that's not necessarily the case. We we have to train our brains to realize we have to do something different if we want to achieve a different outcome. Um, And and this sometimes takes a huge amount of effort that we're not necessarily willing uh, to put in.
1: Because it's always the same. The first thing to understand about humans is that we don't want to put ourselves in discussion. It's not because we don't want. Sorry, it's, sorry, it's not correct 100%. But because we are with this chip in our brain, and this is something that we discuss many times. That HR always saying oh, again and again, or you know, when you do some um, training, the management skills, whatever. No, we always repeat. But one thing is to be conscious about that, to know. Another thing is to live this in the daily basis. When you do this click everything's change completely change completely your approach i would say not only to work life and change completely the satisfaction to reach to your goal because you will say oh god i'm more successful than before in everything i do even in discussion for example with your husband or your wife it's not all related to work if i change my approach maybe i will have as you itself you know an outcome that is completely different so I think this is the, the key to understand people and to understand the fact, again, we are not machine. If you continue to think ourselves as machine, we will fail in management people, in management, our relationship, you know, everything. It will fail. We are humans at the end of the day. We have to remind this, and this is our force. And this is what we will have as this, you know, power and strong point when, in. I will see in the next future, but it's, always, it's, it's, it's already happening with artificial intelligence. This is the point. We have to keep in mind what is the difference between humans and machines. I'm a fan of artificial intelligence. I'm using chat GBT on a daily basis, say, eh, for work. It's very useful. At the end of the day, I'm a human, and I have the big picture of what I would like to do, of my project. I use this in some part of this because, you know, I can do faster, it's more successful from this perspective, but I'm the human, I have a clear idea of the vision of the thing. I think this is the key to understand. We are the humans, we have the vision because we can, how to say, we can predict the impact of the the main things and the impact of the relationship and the impact on the other people because we are humans. So this is very important. So uh, sometimes I listen to someone that is afraid about this, "Ah, I risk to lose my job. Not at all. Some jobs will disappear, of course, but we will create other kind of job as already happened in the past. Again, it's linked to what we discussed before. So we have to continue to, to be focused on this. So I listen to a lot of conversations, but also high level about this, like, oh, so uh, we have to be afraid about this. Uh, no, you don't have to be afraid. Not at all. You And in any case, we can't stop this.
0: A, a lot of big sort of names in, in IT and tech industry have spoken out about um, artificial intelligence. Some of them are are concerned. Some of them are, say that, no, there's no problem. Um, it really depends on the area in which... The artificial intelligence operates. Um, I do remember a few years ago that uh, I think 100 IT business uh, leaders uh, wrote a letter to the UN saying, please do not allow artificial intelligent weapon systems uh, to be able to make the decision to shoot and kill um in a in an in a hostile environment, the decision to fire should always be taken by a human being i mean and this is just the, the sharper end of that um concept of artificial intelligence. should we fear it or not um at the moment, we continue to be in in command as it were of the argument um but if the concept of uh, super intelligence, uh, which is perhaps the next level comes in, uh, then maybe the discussion changes a little bit, but um, we're not there yet, so.
1: I agree, uh, yeah. but we have to plant the seeds starting from now. True,
0: absolutely. And that's
1: why it's important to start, to start from now, and we are already late, let me say, to put clear, really clear rules, and those rules has to be implemented globally. And this is another relevant topic, I think, and the fact that we don't have, we are global from the business point of view for what it's interesting, you know, uh, for us, for the money, but they are, we are not thinking not at all globally for this very relevant topics. We are not able, we are even, uh, please, I don't want to mention what is happening in, in European Union, but because we are ridiculous, honestly, we are mm-hmm. in different countries we have the same uh money but we have some rules but at the end of the day when we have to take a decision that has you know european decision it's always a mess but we really need to understand that there are some topics where we have to take a decision and this is the decision that we'll take for all the countries that are in europe european uh, union if you're talking about artificial intelligence and potential impacts of of artificial intelligence, environment, uh, well-being, immigration, all these kind of things and these kind of topics has to be decided
0: globally. Yeah, there has to be this, um, not only the intention, but the, the willingness to accept and adhere to international uh, targets, but we can see with the, the UN's sustainable development goals um, and agenda 2030 that uh, even though a lot of countries are aware and do accept that we are facing uh, catastrophic climate change, they refuse to make uh, significant changes. And um, I mean, this is something though that we can talk about in the future because I am I, um, Yeah, I want to talk with you also about lots of different issues, which are also connected to both the management of human resources, um, culture, uh, identity within an organization, which are topics that we've touched on in the past. Um, But also a big element within sustainability is also gender equality. Um, And I do remember uh, when I lived in Italy that gender equality was also a big uh, discussion back then. But I think that now, because we're, yeah, we're all, we've reached uh, already a certain time limit, I would like to go into more detail about these topics sure. Uh, sure. because I think they are topics that deserve. Um, greater focus and more attention. Um, yeah, Helga, it's always great to listen to you. Uh, thank you very much um, for coming and joining me. On a Saturday, people have to realize it's a Saturday, it's a weekend. Um, and um, But for me, it's it's always great um, and fun to listen to your words, your wisdom and your experience. Uh, so thank you very much.
1: Oh, Zach, thank you to you. Uh, as always, it's always interesting to, to talk with you. You have this capacity to jump from one thing to another one it's, oh, for uh, me it's sorry. like to discussion. Sorry, but I have to say to everyone for me, it's like to you know, we are discussing as with, with a friend on the sofa, as I mentioned, on coach with you know, so with a cup of tea. So I have this impression, and uh it's always really a pleasure. And of course, if we want to to have you know other discussion to go deeper in some topics. I'll be very, very happy to participate. And, you know, it's my passion. So that's why for me, it's, 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 it's so interesting to have the opportunity to go deeper. And, well, if someone has some questions, please uh, raise. I'd be more than happy, you know, to to answer or to go deeper in some, in some topic. Thanks a lot. And, well, have an amazing weekend.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Ciao, Helga.
1: See you, and bye a mic. Two. two, and a mic two. Two.